When I, um, when preparing for a sermon, when I start the process of writing a sermon, I copy and paste the reading that I've chosen of the three or four appointed readings for the Sunday. I copy and paste it and put it at the top of the page. And for day, today, when I did that for today's reading, I could see the red squiggly lines under one word that was repeated five times. Spell check you know, operates whether you want it to or not. And it told me that this um, one word, uh, which for whatever reason, from where I copied and pasted, it was not capitalized in, 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 in the in auto word check, thought it should be capitalized. And the word was Sabbath. So Sabbath is mentioned five times in this reading from the Gospel according to Luke. Like it says, now Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And the leader of the synagogue was indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath. And Jesus said, Ought not this woman be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? Well, the fact that Sabbath was mentioned five times, I take this to mean that the Sabbath was important. And indeed it was. In the era of Jesus and later the Apostle Paul, uh, the Sabbath uh, was, um, well, Jews maintained several uh, practices to, to have a distinct identity in a, in a, in amongst many peoples and so they had they practiced circumcision that was one thing uh, they practiced rules related to food and then sabbath keeping uh, jesus and his opponents and later paul argued with their fellow jews as whether these practices were necessary or how they were to be practiced if they were necessary and in today's reading from luke jesus healing of a crippled woman is called into question because it occurred on the sabbath and luke tells us that when Jesus was teaching in a synagogue, a woman who had a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years was present. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand up straight. And when Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And then he laid his hands on her. And immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. Now, not everyone was praising God, though. The leader of the synagogue uh, became indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath. And instead of addressing Jesus, the leader kept, uh, the leader kept saying to the crowd, These are, there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured. Now the leader is referring here to the detailed rules regarding the kinds of healing that were allowed on the Sabbath. Acts of healing could occur on the Sabbath, but not all of them. It depended on the urgency of the injury or the ailment. Now, the woman had been crippled for 18 years, so the leader thought that her case wasn't urgent enough. Why couldn't she just, if he'd waited 18 years, why couldn't she just wait one more day so she could be cured on a day that wasn't the Sabbath? Well, Jesus answered the indignant synagogue leader and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his or her donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And not, not this woman a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from the bondage, from that bondage, on the Sabbath day. It's like if a person can't be healed on the Sabbath, no matter the urgency, what, what's the Sabbath for? If one could untie a, an, onk, an ox or a donkey, could not Jesus set free the woman who had been tied up by Satan for 18 years? And by doing this, Jesus... His, through his words and actions, Jesus demonstrates that the good news of the kingdom of God or the reign of God is for those who are imprisoned, that they are freed, and those who are captive, by whatever it may be, are released. You know, Jesus demonstrates here that he is the 
great deliverer. The great deliverer who brings people out of the land of suffering into the land of freedom. And by keeping the Sabbath as a holy day, we enter into that freedom. So how are we in our own day to keep the Sabbath and enjoy that freedom? I remember you know, Sunday afternoons, I don't think I always enjoyed it, but I remember going often to my grandparents to visit and we had big family dinners and hung out with the family and things like that. I mean, in retrospect, it seemed like it was fun. I'm sure on some Sundays there was other things I would have preferred to have done. But I have good memories. And within the Christian tradition, there have been a variety of ways in which has, the Sabbath has been observed. Uh, many of us you know, maybe have that experience of going to grandparents' house, but we also may remember blue laws, uh, which Texas has had through the years, where certain products were not allowed to be purchased on, certain, on Sunday. Uh, you know, the last thing. I think cars could be purchased either on Saturday or Sunday. It seems like that used to be a law. I don't know. But certainly, you can't go to Total Wine and Spirits today. <laughs> and pick up your favorite wine or spirit because it's Sunday. You can't do that on Sunday. In Title II, Canon One of the canons of the Episcopal Church, I don't often mention the canons, but um, in the canons of the Episcopal Church, it says in Title II, Canon One, that all persons within this church shall celebrate and keep the Lord's Day, commonly called Sunday, by regular participation in the public worship of the church, by hearing the word of God, read and taught, and by other, other acts of devotion and works of charity, using all godly and sober conversation. That's what the canons say on how we are to conduct ourselves on Sundays. It does sound rather dry and uninspiring. It doesn't capture the joy and delight of which the Sabbath is, for which the Sabbath is intended. Uh, I did hear somebody speak uh, a couple years ago about how the Sabbath uh, could be kept in a way that, that, that honors and, and, and cultivates that, that delight and joy. Uh, as you know, I, I facilitate curate cohort and first time in charge for the new priests of the diocese. So I've had the pleasure of working with all the new priests or the new, at least the newly ordained priests to the Diocese of Texas. And a few years ago, we had a priest come in, uh, Bertie Pearson, and he talked about Sabbath keeping because we're trying to teach the curates and still I'm st continuing to learn myself on how to be a priest how to be a priest that has good practices and good habits. And so he came in and talked about Sabbath keeping. And one of the things he said is that his days off, this is Bertie Pearson, his days off Friday and Saturday are not his Sabbath. The Sabbath is Sunday. And he has certain practices which he keeps on Sundays. But one of the things he said, and I remember, was that he said, Sundays are a day of exodus in which we are freed from daily life in order to contemplate eternity. Sundays are a day of exodus in which you are freed from daily life in order to contemplate eternity. And he said that it is a day in which we return to Eden, to the Garden of Eden. It is a day of worship, rest, and sharing meals. It is not simply a break in the regular order of things to make us more efficient the rest of the week. It is a day which exists for its own sake. I was reminded... Along those lines, I was reminded of what one biblical scholar said of the Sabbath. He said, Sabbath is an occasion for community enhancement, for eating together and remembering and hoping and singing and dancing and telling stories, all exercises that have no productive value. They are good in and of themselves. Now, in one of the Gospels, Jesus declares, the Sabbath was made for humanity 
not humanity for the Sabbath. And it's easy to, to experience the process of getting up and going to church as a chore, uh, as a duty, an obligation. And sometimes it may feel like that, but it's a good discipline to practice. And I remember what it was like as a teenager or a child, uh, not always wanting to go to church, but still going to church. Uh, I remember what that was like. But today is the Lord's Day. Today, which we celebrate the new exodus, the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And this day was given to us as a gift for our enjoyment. And I hope each Sunday here at St. Andrews, something holy happens. That we gather to remember, to hope, to sing, to tell stories. And the language of Title II, Canon 1, does not reflect the joy and delight which is intended for the Sabbath. So may we celebrate and keep this day in all of its fullness and experience it as a day of freedom, a day of liberation, a day in which we return to Eden. Amen.